Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Betting Pros NFL podcast. I'm your host, Dan Harris. You can find me on Twitter at DanHarris80. With me, of course, is Matt Peralt. You can find him on Twitter at Sports Talk Matt. Matt, are you ready to do this for week five? I think I like this card more than you do. What? I thought you... No. I, well, yes, that's true. I hate this card. <laughs> I, I don't like it. You're going to have to convince me that this is not a week that we are going to pass I've, on all these picks, I've the come around. Bubble. I've come kind of. I'm coming around. Oh God, you I'm are disapp- <laughs> You're disappointing me. Um, we'll talk about every game, regardless. Yep. You know we're in the DraftKings contest, so let's actually uh, let's recap okay. where we are there because we're doing okay. We're not. We we certainly haven't buried ourselves yes. here. Um, we were eight and seven coming into last week, and we went three and two last week. Uh, we missed on the Cardinals laying three and a half points to the Panthers, and on the Texans laying three and a half points to the Vikings. We hit on the Browns getting four and a half from the Cowboys. We hit on the Eagles getting seven and a half from the 49ers. And we hit on the Colts getting two and a half from the Bears. We are 11 and nine now. We were 255th out of, I think it's 691 last week. We're 189th now. So we're slowly moving up. We're ready to go. But we need a big week. I don't feel like this is a big week because it's very difficult, in my opinion. Matt apparently feels a little differently. So we'll get to it. As always, props. We're not out yet. We will tune into our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash betting pros. Matt does a live stream from 11 to 12. Matt, you've been pretty hot on your props. You've been getting out there, right? Yeah, we've been doing really well, actually. And it's I've had to kind of reassess the way that I put my, how much money I'm investing in the prop bets because the unit bets, the full unit bets have been doing okay, but the prop bets have been kind of saving me every weekend. And normally I only invest about a quarter unit on props because I just think they're very volatile. It's one player, he gets hurt, and then your prop is blown. But I, I mean, I, I, I last clip, I think I was, I've hit for like 11 in my last 15 so I'm, I'm I'm pretty hot on that market. So it's been fun. It's been, it's been real fun since the, the live stream has started to get give those out and, uh, and and to watch those games from a different perspective, almost like a DFS perspective when you're you know really pulling for one or two players to do something. Yeah, props are a lot of fun actually, and I I've kind of I've heard from just people I know that props are becoming much more of like a sharp play when people are are devoting a little more time to it and being able to really because I, I think that books don't take as much care as they do with setting the lines as they do with player props what i would say about is this in vegas the prop market is much less it's smaller right the options are far fewer than there than it is with the DraftKings and the fan duels of the world so what's happened is that the new jerseys the west virginia's indiana's illinois of the world people have grown up playing daily fantasy in those markets so they go to their apps and they open up the the book and if there's not like 50 props on every game, they get kind of frustrated. They're like, what do you mean? Hold on a second. Why can I do it? Because because the offshores have done that for years. So that's been the biggest, uh, not problem, but frustration, I think, from people living in Las Vegas is that the marketplace for props, you're right. The, the algorithms have not caught up yet, and they're right. much easier to beat the book that way than it is on a total or a side. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, so let's talk about a couple of things here. First, Matt was running around right before we got into this podcast. So I don't know if you've heard, Matt, but they have moved the Patriots-Broncos game to Monday night. Going to do a Monday night doubleheader once again with the early game going on because I know there have been some COVID concerns because of Stefan Gilmore. Right now it's on, but it's on on Monday night. It's <laughs> going to be the Monday night doubleheader again. All right. I'll just admit how stupid it was to play that Broncos game. Was, or, sorry, I mean, Chiefs game. The rather. Chiefs game. Yeah, Chiefs, that was a terrible just, call. 
just a stupid move. It was so dumb. It was so predictable. It was so typical. I think they, maybe the, the NFL has dodged this, and it's not a massive Titan-type outbreak for the Patriots. But why in the world did you put them on a plane to fly? And, and it looks like we're learning a little more about at least playing football might not be that dangerous. The actual right. act of playing, it's the practice time, it's the meetings, it's the group gatherings uh, outside of football. But maybe actually playing the game is not nearly as dangerous as, as we thought it might be. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've got this whole thing now with the Titans where they apparently, you know, essentially broke the rules. Who knows if they're going to be able to play against the Bills. You've got the weird thing where the Bills are playing next week, supposed to be on Thursday. There's talk, well, if they could get the Titans game in and they don't penalize them a game necessarily that you might move the Chiefs Bills game from Thursday to Saturday. There's all this nonsense. We can consider that game. I haven't given it too much thought because it's really hard to well, see them playing okay. it. Here's the question I've got for you, though, because I've, I've been looking and I haven't seen yep. it yet. Did you see what the Circa Million 2 did for the Bills game? No. All right. Circa has changed their rules, and I don't know if DraftKings will follow this or if the Superbook will as well with the Super Contest. But if the NFL, Tuesday at 2 a.m., that's the cutoff date. But before then, if they rule a team has forfeited and you picked the team, like the Bills, for instance, right? Bills against yep. the Titans. If you if you in the Circa picked the Bills this week and it's minus three in the Circa, but say you pick the Bills and the Titans forfeit, you win. Really? You get a point. If you pick the Titans plus three and the Titans forfeit, you lose. What if they postpone the game? Uh, the game being postponed is interesting. I, I, I guess what it means, it, it, it's a, um, they didn't say as to, in, in the in the Circa Survivor, it goes down as a loss. They didn't clarify a postponed replay game in, I'm guessing it's going to be just basically, it's a zero, it, it's a no play. You'd go with four games that week. Yeah. Interesting. So it's, it's, a, okay. it's, a, it's, it's a game theory type of yeah. thing where like, do you run the risk? Do you want to roll with it? If you, you know, and then if they play, are you comfortable being on the Bills minus three? Because then you know, that's your pick. So you got to be comfortable right. at least thinking that they're going to win. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, let, let's get into it. We're recording this because we've talked a little bit about this game. We're recording this at about 645 Eastern on Thursday. So the Bears-Bucks game uh, is in play. All right. By the way, Matt, this is live news. It's 648 Eastern time. I just see a tweet from Adam Schefter because I have notifications up saying the Bill Titans-Bills game that's scheduled for Sunday is being moved to Tuesday. Oh my gosh. At 6 p.m. So long as there are no more positive tests in Tennessee, the Bills Chiefs game is being switched from Thursday to Sunday, but it goes back if more positive tests are found in Cincinnati, in uh, Tennessee. Oh so my if, gosh. If, <laughs> all right. So we've got craziness. I don't know. I mean, there have been new tests every day. So wait, so so Tuesday at two a.m. would would not actually qualify for this then because Tuesday because Tuesday at two a.m. is technically the game will be played that day, right? So now they got to move that now Circuit's got to move that back, I guess, unless yeah. they rule that they're gonna. I mean, so I I I figured that the NFL did not want to to forfeit a game to the Titans, even though it sure sounds like they should. Right? Yeah, I, you don't want to do that to yeah. a playoff contender. You don't want a four and zero team versus another. Right. I mean, two teams that have very good records. Yeah. Well, anyway, look. So it's now 649. Um, but, you know, we, we talked a little bit. I, the pickings are slim this weekend. You've got the Bucks right. taking on the Bears. Is this a game that you want to consider? I believe it's four and a half on DraftKings. Yeah, it's it's a bummer because the line's three. 
And have you heard Mike Evans' news yet? Is, is that yeah? Come he's up? he is playing. Okay, so Mike Evans minus three is my bet. And 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 I'll hold on a second. I gotta actually have to physically do this while we're talking because that was I've been waiting. You're for, getting your bet in. Yeah, I've been waiting for that news, so I have to physically go ahead and bet. Look this how right dedicated now. he uh, is. Live on the podcast. Live on the podcast. Watching us on YouTube.com/slash betting pros. <laughs> so you can okay. See him doing uh, it. Done. I will talk. Done. You, okay, you're, it's you're done. done. No, it's okay. done. So, so I just wanted I wanted to make sure I had the minus three with Mike Evans playing. So four. Four and a half is a little steep. It's a little heavy. I think it's a field goal game. So uh, in the DraftKings, I would say pass it because that's a point and yeah. a half difference. So I would have yep. to say four and a half is too heavy. But three is why I waited, waited for Mike Evans. And Mike Evans minus three, I took Tepa. Okay, good. I want to pass on it as okay. well. So I'm glad you didn't have a very, very strong lean on it. So that game's out. It's three and a half, by the way, in our consensus odds. 65% of uh, experts are picking uh, the Bucks at that spread but we're gonna pass on that game we're not gonna go all right matt you know what we do we go back and forth here you do one i do one uh you gave me a couple that you were leaning on i i was you know a little hesitant on it so go ahead start us off what what's your best play or however you want to you want right, to put it out the, there the play that i like the best are the pittsburgh steelers minus seven and seven right or six and a half it's seven and a half seven and a half fine still take it don't like it but still I'll, 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 I'll still take it i don't like it but i'll still take it I think the Steelers are going to be all over this Pittsburgh, this Philadelphia Eagles team, and here's why. The wide receiving cl- uh, class or, or grouping is still really banged up, and for whatever reason, uh, when you look at the way that the Niners played, they didn't blitz Wentz nearly enough. Blitzburg is going to be all over Wentz. He's going to have no time. He's got the yips still. Nick Mullins was why the Eagles won that game. And that's why really I was so strong on the Eagles last week because I really thought, you know what, this is going to be a win for them because they're back against the wall. But this is a team traveling from the East Coast, sorry, from the East Coast to the West Coast and back. And I think Pittsburgh is really solid defensively. I think it's a blowout. Steelers a blowout, yeah. man. See, if it was like six and a half, I'd feel okay. Seven and a half. I'm not taking it off the table. Okay. It, it's not a game that I hate. Uh and, I, you know, at, when I first looked at it, I tried to just do a gut reaction to what I think. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm getting the hook. I'm getting the hook with the Eagles. You know, they're coming off that win. You know, Wentz is crazy, but he, you know, finds a way sort of to get it done. But the more I dug into it, as long as this isn't a very classic letdown. Although the Steelers scare me. Just they haven't played. I, I know. I think it's good. I, I'm glad I, they haven't played. They're rested. Well, certainly Deontay Johnson was in the concussion protocol. Now he's out, so he should be able to play. And I know he and Juju Smith-Schuster both practice today fully, so they should be fully healthy. And yet they're going to blitz, and it's not a good matchup right now for the Eagles. No. Seven and a half is good, but I, I'm going to I'm gonna keep it on the maybe. Okay. Okay, so let's get, all right, all right. We'll, we'll keep it on the maybe. It's I'm not taking that one off the table. All right, my game that I like the most, and this feels like a trap game to me, Matt. So I'm just going to do it. Let me, by the way, I'm looking at our bet analyzer, which tells you, how everything comes out in terms of who our experts are picking or not. And I half the time it takes me two minutes to find the right game. Okay. <laughs> You've got uh, the line of seven okay. on their consensus line. Cause again, that takes in lines from all around the industry. We're stuck with, you know, when we're looking at it, we're looking at the DraftKings line. At seven, you've got 63% of people going with Pittsburgh laying seven. So okay. they're on your side. That's fine. Uh, it's a maybe. Uh, this feels like a trap game to me, Matt. Uh, but I talk. I don't know how I can feel like the Falcons should be laying points to anybody at this point. I I, I get that the Panthers, we sort of not sure if we have the Panthers pegged or if we didn't have the Cardinals pegged, but the Panthers are playing a little better. Their defense is not great, of course. 
Their offense, though, pretty good. The consensus line, by the way, it's two and a half in the DraftKings contest. It's one and a half now in the consensus lines. There's not going to be any Julio Jones here. He's almost certainly not going to play it in practice today. It would just be crazy to go after him like there. Their defense is absolutely decimated, and it's terrible anyway. They did get Terrell back, but he is not ready, really, to, to do anything. And they have three receivers anyway, all of whom are capable of doing damage. So for me... I, I think the Panthers are going to win this game outright. Uh, the fa- I mean, I know they're getting two and a half. It's less than field goal, so it doesn't really matter. But for me, I don't, I don't see how the Falcons, I don't care where you're playing. It doesn't seem like the Falcons should be favored over anyone. I think this is finally the game that gets San Quinn fired. So for me, the game I like the most is probably the Panthers getting two and a half from the Falcons. Can't hate on it, but I don't love it. And here is the reason why I don't love it. At some point, defenses, and I know the Falcons are bad, but at some point, defenses are going to realize what's happening here, and they're going to change up, and they're not going to expect the old school defensive, you know, the old school stop McCaffrey, stop the running game. They're throwing the ball a whole lot, and Bridgewater's been pretty good. Yeah. So this is a really big public play. My biggest problem with this is this is everyone's pick this week. Right. Everyone's that, That's what I'm saying. That's why it feels sort of, you know, so what that's I meant. why I'm scared about the line. I'm scared about just falling down, backing the Panthers, expecting them to rise up. And like, you know, Matt Ryan looked so bad against the Packers. Yep. I, I just couldn't figure. And he had Ridley and Julio playing, and they both were shells of themselves. But it was just, he looked a half a second slow with processing everything. And then his arm is done. Like he just, him and Breeze are just like, You know, everyone thought Brady would fall off a cliff. I feel like those two dudes have fallen off of cliffs with their arm strength. It's just gone. There's nothing there behind the football. So that's my only concern is that it is everyone's play, but I don't hate it, and I would be comfortable. I would be comfortable rolling with it simply because it looks perfect, like everything lines up for it, and oftentimes that's when you get burned. But this year is a weird year, and the public has been doing pretty well. Well, that's also where I I sort of have my mind. We've been talking about it. When we look at the way the DraftKings uh, contest breaks down, we look at the pick distribution. It's so many public plays. But for the most part, the public plays have been hitting. So yeah. it is, I don't know if it's just a weird year. I don't know if it's because there are no fans or what's going on. But it, I, I completely agree with you that the public being on the Panthers here does make me concerned because it always makes me concerned yeah. whenever that happens. But still, I can't, I'm having trouble given the fact that there will be no Julio Jones, given how bad their defense is on a good day. And now it's a given how- It's a conference game though. It's a conference I, game. I get it, man. <laughs> I Look, I, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not- putting it in i'm putting i'm not putting it i'm not scratching it like we scratched the the raiders and the bills (laughs) last one where i said we i'm not doing that so we've got two i guess right now that are up in the air let's go to your next one all right so my next one and so i kind of feel the same way about a bunch of these but okay the number let me just make sure that because i know the number in the circa so the number for the browns and the colts colts one and a half to the uh which is really interesting that the colts are favored in this game yeah Uh, in the circa is are the colts favored or the browns favored i thought the browns are favored in the circa that could be i don't know a wild split if that's the case hold on let me check that out because if yeah if if that is the case and that's a pretty that's a pretty big difference but i do think the colts are going to win that game and I think the Colts are coming around to being one of the best teams in the AFC. Their defense is not being talked about nearly enough. They're number one in the, in the NFL with rush yardage given up right now. Their secondary is playing really, really well. I know the Bears' defense or offense, and we'll find out a little more about the Bears coming up to, uh, coming up on the uh, for, for Thursday night. But I, I just 
even one and a half, it's basically a pick them. Right. I, I think the Colts win that game. Oh my gosh. All right. I'm putting it in, in pen because Good. I thought you liked the Browns in this game, which is no. why when you first mentioned it to yeah, me, I thought you liked one the too, by the way, in the circus. The Colts are, the Colts okay. are. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I did look at the Browns and then I dug a little deeper in, into it. Okay. And, and I looked at the defensive stats for the Colts and I, I like the fact that the, the, the Colts are flying under the radar screen right now. And I don't like what's going on with Jonathan Taylor, but Philip Rivers, as long as he's not being asked to throw deep, I think they're okay. And the Browns are off of that big one over the Cowboys. And I feel like this is the typical team. They're three and one. This is where Baker Mayfield starts getting all swaggy and all crazy and doing dumb things and starts turning the football over. So yeah, uh, I like the Colts here minus one, one and a half. So it's funny. I'm, I'm totally good with it. That is the consensus line, by the way. The, uh, the uh, Colts are uh, laying one and a half. Okay. 64% in our bet analyzer are is with Cleveland. I actually expect Cleveland to be the heavier picked side on this game yeah and i don't really have i don't have a problem with it i i like the browns i like what stefanski is doing i i really really do the chubb injury does hurt yes, i think definitely. a little bit more than people are understanding because hunt is not built right now especially that he's got the kind of lingering groin injury he's not in there to be a 25 touchback they want to lean on the running backs yeah dernish johnson is fine hilliard is fine but i i think that is going to be a little bit more for me the big thing is just the i still think the colts are being underestimated in the market and part of it is i get it because when you look at what their offense has done over the past couple of games they've just looked very meh right like yep. i mean john and Taylor, like we talked about it, he just kind of runs into the line and it's, right. you're like Where, where's the explosiveness right. Where, like, what, what am i doing? missing right, <laughs> right. Yeah. they're not they're no the receivers Absolutely. aren't aren't involved at all but you know what? I think that they know they have a strong defense, maybe not quite as strong as it looks because of the offenses they played. But this is why I like them against the Bears. Not only is their defense strong, I think Reich is just holding back. I think when it's time to unleash some creativity in okay. that offense, he's going to do it. And I think this is where it comes out. So I'm glad you like it very much. I will take that as well. The Colts, I'm going to go with a pick that I know you don't like because it's a Matt Peraltism, okay. And they burned us last week. Uh, the consensus line on this game is the Texans laying six. Oh, okay. I knew you were. I'm, I'm on the other side of this. This is. Oh, you like the Jaguars? This, yeah. This is. Remember when I came on the Eagles last time and I said I said a, a friend of mine has a has a guy who does stats and does lines on a math yep. number and the Eagles should have been minus uh, plus three and they were yep. plus seven and a half. Mm-hmm. This this line should be seven. And, and okay. This, and this line right now it should be Jaguar. It should be Jags plus seven. It's okay. Houston minus five and a half. Yep. And so the, the, this is one of those uh, – no, sorry, all the way around. Sorry, sorry. This line should be three. Excuse me. Line should be three. Right. I was getting confused. Yeah, flip okay, it around. That's sorry. Fine. This line should be three, and it's six and a half. So it's three points of value on the Jaguars, and this is only two points of value on the Jaguars. But this is – Houston, after firing their head coach, it is yep. – this is why I couldn't play this game. And, and I'll probably pick it – I'll probably pick it in the Circa, and mm-hmm. I, I probably will – I, I, on the is Jags. it six and a half? Yes, by the way, in the six, circa, it's six and a half in the circa. Okay, so the big point difference. Yep. But here's I, I I'm not excited about doing it only because I don't know what direction the Texans go. Right. You get rid of Bill O'Brien, there could be a rallying cry for this team. Yep. They could figure it out, or it's Romeo Cornell who is a horrible head coach, and they could be completely <laughs> not prepared, and they go out there and get their doors blown off by the Jags. So I, I don't know. I mean, so I think this is a dog or pass game because of what's going on with the Texans. Yeah. Ah, uh, so we'll we'll put it away. Okay. I'm not going to take the Jacks because I just I like the Texan side on it. I to me, I do think that 
it can only benefit the team to have Bill O'Brien gone. And I do True. think, and this is much more anecdotally because I haven't had the time to really dig into this, but I feel like there is a little bit of a quote unquote rally around the flag effect in that first game after a head coach is fired yep. where teams come out a little bit more. And again, the Jaguars, the big thing with them is their defense is pretty banged up. I mean, Miles Jack isn't practicing cj henderson is battling a shoulder injury dj hayden's gonna miss the game so for me the injuries to the defense is fine but it is five and a half and especially six and a half is by the way the consensus lines and the experts are roughly split on it 56 uh 44 so I- i'm fine to move on with that i don't want to take the jags though but i'm fine to move on from that so go ahead to your next one the next one is one that is kind of a system play and i know you're probably going to shake your head out and say no but the Bengals are catching 13 and a half points. <sighs> 13 and a half points. It's Joey backdoor cover, baby. <laughs> I just, the Bengals, it, it may not be pretty, but Lamar Jackson's knee injury screams, pull him in the third quarter, pull him in the fourth quarter, get him off the field, and then let Burrow go to work and let them lose by 10 and cover <sighs> that 13 and a half point line. It's going to be part of my teaser. I'm teasing this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait till this line gets to 14. I do think it'll get to 14. And, and you're going to tease it up? To 20. Ooh, yeah, I'm okay. going to tease it to 20. I think the Bengals are going to be in the, I think the Bengals are going to make this game closer than people realize because I think Burrow's that good. Okay. I don't hate it. You know, you said, oh, you're going to, I don't hate it. Okay. I, I'll put it on the pencil list. I could see it. Uh, and I do think Jackson, who mispracticed again today with an illness, um, you know, he's not at a hundred percent, but you know, let me ask you something like this. You've got another, uh, team catching 13 and a half points and that's the Raiders getting 13 and a half from the chiefs. Do you like that game on either side? Uh, no, I don't, I don't like it on either side. And I okay. actually like that may be the other side of my teaser. I haven't fully determined it yet, but if you can get 12 and a half for the, for the chiefs and then tease it down under seven and get it to six and a half. I think the Chiefs may be on the other side of that teaser that, that I'll play with the Ravens and the Chiefs. Uh, I'm 4-0 on these teasers so far here on, on the Daily Juice podcast, so I'm trying to extend that to 5-0 and here. But I just think the Kansas City Chiefs are not uh, – I don't want to say they're angry, but they're not happy with the way they played against the Patriots offense. Right. They want to get after it. Having Henry Ruggs come back is gigantic for the Raiders offense because it will yeah. allow Waller to get free over the middle. The problem without without the guy to take the top off the defense, safety's crept down and you really couldn't get the ball to Waller. So for, right. so for the last two weeks, the Raiders really, Waller was invisible. So I think he he reemerges with then after you open up Waller, now you've got the over the top to, to Ruggs and now you can run the ball more with with Josh Jacobs. So their offense really does. Having rugs there is a major, major piece to what they want to do. But on yep. the road at Arrowhead, yikes for the Yeah, Raiders. it's not the same, though. I mean, Arrowhead's not the same. I'm not going to push for that game because that's not a game that I, yeah. I am desperate about. It is worth noting both these games, the games of the big spread, the consensus lines so the lines in the DraftKings Sportsbook are 13 and a half for both the favorites. The consensus lines that are going out, and I don't know what they are in the circuit map, but they're they're closer. The Ravens are only laying 12 yep. now in the consensus lines. And by the way, the experts are, are split right down the middle. It's 53%, 47%, even at 12. So you're getting an extra point and a half there. For uh, the uh, Chiefs, they're only laying 11 on the consensus lines, and that's 58% leaning towards the Chiefs. So that's fine. I don't have a major feel on either one of them. Although if you came and you were definitely like, man, I love both dogs, I would be willing to take it. It's terrifying to do well, it. It's a little more terrifying to go against the Chiefs. Yeah, because it's the, 12 in the circa, by the way. It, Raiders plus 12, Bengals okay. plus, and it's 11 and a half 
in wow. the circus. So there's a big, wow. big difference in points there in the bank to get two okay. points of two points of value in the DraftKings contest versus the circa contest. All right. So all right, I want to vomit, but let's put that one in in pencil. In pencil. <laughs> okay. okay. Right. So we've got a couple of these that are under consideration. We've only got one that we're definitely doing with the Colts laying one and a half to the Browns, and then we've got the Steelers laying seven and a half to the Eagles, which is definitely under consideration. The Bengals getting thirteen and a half from uh, the Ravens and the Panthers laying two and a half to the Falcons, which, you know, is it, we'll, we'll see. Uh, what about the Cardinals laying seven and a half points to the Joe Flacco-led Jets? I mean... Okay, hold on. Have you I, seen some of the stats for Kyler Murray? Oh, I... Uh, well, you can read them off if you'd no, like. No, I'm, I'm I just mean, saying his completion, he's last in the NFL in yards per completion. Yeah, I, I know. It's it really not, scary to go and it, ask him to do anything. I'm really... I'm nervous about that team and how they've regressed very quickly. I, yeah, they the Cardinals are scaring the holy heck out of me, and I think Joe Flacco's playing for legacy. Uh, uh oh, I think that's an. I mean, game. I mean, Matt, I, I will game. grant you everything you want to say about the Cardinals. A hundred percent agree. They have not played well. I also, I, I don't know what Cliff Kingsbury is doing when they get close to the goal line, and even when they do give it to Kenyon Drake, who has not played well and may be battling an injury. Remember, he was in that yep. walking boot all in, in you know, and he has not looked good. They don't just pound it up the middle. They do these sweeps that go on the outside and they're just not getting it done. The play calling is atrocious when you get there. I get all that, but it's the Jets, the Adam Gates-led Jets with Joe Flacco playing for legacy. I mean, Joe Flacco could be playing for a billion dollars and it wouldn't change how I feel about him as a quarterback. Now, look, anytime you're over a touchdown, they're going to lose. It's the question of how much. That's my worry. I we were like four seconds away from a win against the Broncos, which you and I both had. We were four seconds away from the Jets beating the Broncos, and they wound up losing by what? Nine, yep. 10, 11, whatever that was. They are a terrible, they're one of the worst football teams that I can remember watching. It's my own team, so I've seen a lot of bad teams. But I, they're, if you don't West like it, Coast that's teams on East Coast. I just, I'm, oh, I'm concerned man. about the Cardinals. I'm concerned about DeAndre Hopkins not getting the football in the right okay. places. I wish. You know, I to me this is like a prove it game. Like watch the Cardinals this this week, and if they win by ten points, then I'll feel, I'll be like, okay, here they go. They 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 rectified and fixed some stuff. But okay, I just this is a ba- asking one of these mediocre teams to go in and cover anything on the road in the NFL. It, I don't know. I, I think it's hard on a ten o'clock kick, early start time. It's it's it, it worries me. So I'll make you a deal. Yeah, we're gonna take this one out. Okay. However, if the Cardinals massacre. The Jets. Yeah. From now on, my takes on the Jets, which are almost always going to be apps, whatever well, it's the your team. Is, so, yes, it's your team. So yeah, whatever the spread is, it's too small. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna listen to that. We're gonna give that well, more. Well, no, look, but, if you want to stand on a table and tell no, me no, the no, Cardinals, no, no. I love the Cardinals. So I, I I'm okay. I mean, I told you going into the year, this is a great team. I'm just correct. I'm nervous about my own evaluation nope. of these guys because I feel like Kyler Murray is regressing as a passer. And he came out of the gate full of firing, and yep. it looked awesome. And now yep. it's like all this dink and dunk stuff isn't working, and I can't tell like where's Fitzgerald, where's Kirk, like where is this team right now offensively? Yep. And it, it's great when Kyler's running, but how long can you do that and have him be healthy? Yeah, I mean, look, I think two weeks ago might have been last week where I said, man, I, I just I think the market just hasn't caught up to that the Cardinals are really good. No, they're they're really struggling. I will say, and I'm not pushing you towards this game. It, the spread, the consensus spread is seven, and I'm looking at our bet analyzer over at bet, bettingpros.com/slash/nfl/slash/bet-analyzer. It is eighty. That's the most one-sided game 
of the people who are picking games. It's eighty-two percent wow. are on the Cardinals to cover a seven-point spread against the Jets. We'll take it off because as long as I can know that in the future, if there's a, and you might be right, I just I can't imagine. I mean, Le'Veon Bell is coming back. I don't care. I, it just <laughs> doesn't matter. They are they are an historically terrible team. They really are. But let's go to your next pick then. Okay, so we'll, I, I'm not even going to put that one in pencil. We'll okay. take it off. It's okay with me because I don't. I, it's not like I love it, but it was one of the ones I was eyeing. Do you have anything else that you're eyeing? Because I got a couple more that I'm maybe thinking about. Not really. I mean, the only other game that I think we're going to wind up taking in the circuit is I think we're going to play that system play on the Bills. And lay the three and a half to to see what the NFL might might come back and do because I just I, I know we're sitting here on Thursday and I'm, what is the what what is the spread? It's the three. But the Titans are laying three. No, the Bills are laying three. You know that in ours the Titans are laying one and a half to the Bills, right? Wow. Unless I wrote that. Did I write that down wrong? Please tell me I didn't. Well, uh, you, you, you sent it to me. So the, I sent it to you. Go look it up. I'm going to look up what the consensus lines. Mm, the Bills are one and a half. No, the Bills are favored minus one and a half. The Bills are favored. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. That, that would have been monster. crazy. That would have been pretty crazy. That would have been crazy. <laughs> yeah, that would be right. a monster switch. My bad. My but bad on that. I, I, Everybody I, I mean, say. yeah. So, I mean, to me, because I don't, I'm not so sure the Titans aren't going to have something drop here that's going to be catastrophic on Saturday that the league's going to come back and say, you, you're going to forfeit this game. I mean, if, if the Titans aren't going to forfeit this game, no one will ever forfeit a game in the NFL. Not that they want to You know do what it, could but. happen, Matt? You know what could happen? What I, I, I forgot who somebody tweeted this out. It might have been Todd Furman. Uh, somebody okay. tweeted out. Somebody said what they should do is when you have these games, don't give the Titans a loss necessarily. I don't know if this would be fair because they're avoiding games with tough teams, but you give the Bills a win. Like the Bills are credited with a win in the game, but you don't make the Titans take the loss on it. They stay at whatever their record is, huh. and you just give the opposing team a win. Now that's not really—I mean, they they play the Steelers. That's a tough game for them. So just you know to be who like, really congratulations. Hate, you know who'd hate that? <laughs> the books who have Bills who have big liability that, on the Bills. Win, that's true. Win, win that, total that drives them crazy. <laughs> and, yeah, and Titan, that win, is a good point. Titan win totals as well because you'd want them to actually have a loss there, not a win. I guess it would. I guess okay. for, for win totals wouldn't matter. So but. who do you think is going to win this game if they do play though? Well, you know what I think. I mean, yeah, you hate the Bills, you, and you will never bet you, on the Bills. You know where I am on this game, and I, and I think this is the exposure game. I think this is the game where where finally the Titans play a solid game, and Tannehill plays well because I think, I think that Bills defense is horrible, and I think this Bills team is finally going to play a defense worth something. They haven't played a defense worth anything so far this year. Everyone they play is garbage defensively. So, uh, if I had to bet it, give me the three points in the in the Titans. If I was betting it with money, I'll take the Titans plus three at home. And you're going to play it in the circuit, though, but you're going to play it for the Bills? Is that I, well, what you're saying? I mean, we're debating it. We're going to wait all the way till right before the deadline okay. to, to see if the NFL on Saturday decides to make the Titans forfeit. And then if they don't, then we'll just go ahead and play it. We'll either replace it or we'll play it however way we want to play it. But th- that's the we have four picks and we're kind of waiting on the th- waiting on that game to see what's going to happen. All right. Let me give you uh, another play that I know you're going to hate because it goes against Russell Wilson. And it's the Vikings getting six and a half from the Seahawks. At home. So in Seattle. At home. You're going, you're taking Kirk Cousins on the road against Russ. Well, sort of. Uh, In in, in prime time. In prime time. Also, not a good fact for me. I agree that Russell no, Wilson, things, with his numbers in primetime, these at, things are at home they, against Kirk Cousins in primetime. These things are not good. 
These things are not good facts okay. for me saying that this is a bet where we could take. <laughs> However, right. let me offer some counterpoints. Um, there are a couple things. Number one, of course, there are no fence. So I, I realize that that may not matter, you know, when you think about it. But for me, the way I think about that is the huge home field advantage that the Seahawks have. This is just more that they're comfortable and they don't have to travel. So that is something, but it's not nearly the same as what it was in that stadium where it was crazy. I think the Vikings have really now changed. And I think we we didn't see it when we bet the Texans last week against them as bad as the Texans played. I think getting Justin Jefferson more involved and essentially taking that Stefan Diggs role is going to allow them to put up a ton of points. And Seattle's, de- can you admit at least that Seattle's defense stinks? Oh, no, yeah, that? yeah, yeah. No, there's no debate in that. Seattle's defense is definitely not good. I'm not, I'm not going to deny that. It's just that Wilson is so on this MVP march yeah. that it's something else. And that secondary for the Vikings is who's guarding DK Metcalf? Oh, I agree. But who who was guarding them last week against the Dolphins? And they didn't have this. I mean, I realize they're home now and it's prime time. It's not like Wilson went. I mean, Wilson had a great game, right? Of course. And they put up plenty of points. But that game was kind of that wasn't you know, that the Dolphins decided they're not going to settle for all those field goals. And that's a game. I mean, that that's something that's close. The Seahawks don't usually blow teams out, especially teams that can put up a ton of points. I it's remember, seven points a blowout? No, but more. <laughs> so that's I, all we need is seven points. They usually play one score games. And re- who have they beaten so far this year, Matt? Like, go through their games. Okay, they've beaten the Dolphins. Patriots fine. with Cam at home. Yeah. That was good. That that was good. But they barely squeaked. They <laughs> okay, barely. But they, okay. They won. Chill out. That's fine. <laughs> then who did they beat? In a kind of a hard fought game, the Falcons, right? Garbage. And then who did they beat? The Cowboys, right? The garbage. other team. They garbage. No, mostly ca- garbage. Yeah. Like, Cowboys are garbage. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But the same thing can be said about the Bills. I mean, you're so you're rah rah Josh Allen. Man, come on now. You no. Nah, who's, right. who's played a tougher schedule? The Bills or the the, the, the Seahawks? Okay, who have the Bills played? The Jets. The Jets, the Dolphins. The Rams. The Rams uh, and, and, and the Raiders. Yeah, neither one has. <laughs> but I'm not sitting here and saying that Russell Wilson sucks or the Seahawks suck. I'm just saying that I don't know necessarily if there are this complete juggernaut. I'm not begging on Kirk Cousins to do anything in primetime. I think that's. I that think is, if you're if you're avoiding Kirk Cousins outside of a 1 o'clock Eastern game, you're yeah, fine. Like, in primetime, that dude, bright lights, no okay. way. <laughs> All right, so we're running out of choices here. Let me get down a couple others. Right. Giants getting 9.5 from the Cowboys. By the way, I will say that on our bet analyzer, the vast majority of experts, it's the second most heavily cited game, which is the Seahawks to cover the seven-point spread. <laughs> okay. I'll just put that out there. Right. I don't care. I'll do what I want. But sure, anyway, yeah, yeah. Fade the Giants public, getting 9.5 from the Cowboys, yep. Matt. What do you think? Why are you so interested in your bad Giants team? Is it like? Oh, I'm not. I'm going to the next game. I don't like that game. Oh, okay. I'm just now saying I'm out of games. I thought you were too. Are you? Do you have? Oh, any I want absolutely like? nothing. I won't watch a single second of this game. I want no part of anything to do with the Gi- with Dallas and the Giants. Because that's fine. Because you know a backdoor's coming, right? I mean, yeah. da- Dallas is going to go up. Everyone's going to relax, and then Danny's going to start throwing. It's going to go into like. It, 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 oh, I'm on the Giants side here. If I have to be on the side, for yeah. Sure. I, I just for sure. I don't trust the Cowboys, and I also don't trust the the Giants not to lose by fifty. Totally fine. So. It's not a game that we need to go near at all. <laughs> yeah. I think if you want. Want to bet on either one of these teams? What You're gross, just insane. Ugh, what a insane. Gross game. Uh, and again, the, it's minus nine on our consensus lines, and the experts are 51-49. So it's completely split. Um, all right. So do you have any others, or do you want, want so me to wh- just go through the remaining games? What about San Fran at home with Garoppolo plays? Uh, what's, Miami. 
It's eight What's and a half. The, in, 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 our line's eight and a half. Eight and a half. I, I worry a little bit again. I mean, it, it you know, didn't look that great the last last week, but I worry but it was a Nick little Mullins with two interceptions. Yeah, not about the 49ers. I mean, oh. I mean more about the Dolphins. I feel fine with the 49ers. But again, the the 49ers their their defense is so decimated and you get the good fits and you can easily keep that game within a touchdown, right? By the way, it's that's legitimately I've sorted it right now by most expert side with somebody and and fewest experts and 50-50 is Dolphins and 49ers wow. to cover the spread in our bet analyzer. And that's how I am. I, I don't have a good lean for that. You okay. like it. if Gra- Mostert may come back as well. And Garoppolo may come back. That makes me feel a little if better Jimmy about G it. If Jimmy G plays, I'm, I think the 49ers beat you him love badly. You love it, huh? Beat him badly. Yeah, I think Kittle has a monster game. I think that, that at home, I think that's just one of those West Coast, East Coast type matchups that if you get Garoppolo back healthy, they just run him over and they just kill him. Okay. But I don't. But again, Garoppolo coming back has to play, and that's a big question mark still as to whether or not he's going to play. If it's Nick Mullins, I want no part of the game. All right. How about uh, what do you think about the Washington football team getting seven and a half from the Rams? See, here's the thing with this quarterback change. I don't know what Kyle Allen's going to do. So, I mean, and also it doesn't sound like the hook won't be that far away from Allen and they may go to Alex Smith. I mean, there were plenty of questions to Ron Rivera about Alex Smith's availability. And he was like, Alex Smith is cleared to play. And if Alex Smith is, if doctors say he can play, he can play. If we need him, we're going to play him. So yep. I, I mean, I don't know who plays quarterback. So I, that worries me a little bit about what's got, like what happened with the, with the Falcons, um, and, and Nick Foles coming in. It's like all of a sudden you make a switch and a, a light bulb goes off and one of those guys gets hot. And, and well, that's what I'm. I'm not. I mean, for me with the hook, I actually like Washington Ooh, in that game. Chase Young. Hey, I, I think he's going to play. Oh, he pra- he's practicing right now. I, well, if I Chase Young plays, then I could probably subscribe to that. I could probably, I could probably get. Behind I mean, I think, that. I think whoever's out there, Kyle Allen, Kyle Allen's not a, a great NFL quarterback, and I always have to qualify this, Matt, because sometimes I feel like on the Fantasy Pros podcast we're like, "Oh, that guy stinks." To be clear, anybody playing in the NFL oh, is better yeah. at, at at playing football than any of us <laughs> will ever be at yes. anything in our lives. So just bear that in mind. But I, Kyle Allen, not great, but. We're talking about Dwayne Haskins here. Yeah. He's an upgrade. Alex Smith would certainly be an upgrade. Allen knows that system because he's yeah. obviously familiar. I, I think it's an upgrade. The Rams really did not look impressive last week. You know, we, we've been singing their praises a little bit. Mm-hmm. I remember they were getting killed right in that game against, was Dallas? No, against the Bills. They Bills, were getting yeah, killed they against that yep. game. Against the Bills, the last trip just, yep, the last time they right, and then they just they they managed to, to make it a game at the very end. I don't know what happened. Well, obviously you think the Bills stink, but yeah, I, you know, I, defensively, if, yeah. If Young does play, I kind of might be willing to take the hook. And again, it's it's minus seven our consensus odds. Seventy two percent are going with the Rams, but this feels like you know getting more than a touchdown if Young plays, going to Allen and having Alex Smith, by the way, as your backup, which is an upgrade, right? that might be a game that I would dabble in. Yeah, no, I, I can get behind that. I can at seven and a half. It does come, okay. down, to come down to, I need Chase Young out there to get in after and disrupting who I think yep. is Mr. Happy Feet and Jared Goff. So I, I think you need to make it make his life a little more miserable than it's yep. been. So if you have Young out there being able to get after the quarterback and disruption and disrupting the offenses, that yeah, I can get behind seven and a half. Sure. Okay. That, that's All right. So let's let's put that as a, as a maybe for okay. Sure. Um, how how do you feel about your team laying ten and a half to the Broncos? Assuming they play now on Monday night, prime time, ten and a half. This is the biggest no play of the week. Yeah, you cannot go near this game. I mean, yep. we don't know about Cam. 
I mean, yeah. And then if if it's if it's not going to be Cam, are you are they going to play Hoyer? I mean, no, they're going to Stidham. Right? Do, Hoyer was terrible. Belichick I mean, they hasn't went said to, that. Belichick won't I, say that. He's been asked point blank three times now. Are you going to go to Stidham if Cam is not available? How we, can you we, go back to Hoyer after what you saw against the I have, Chiefs? I really think that here's my conspiracy theory, and this is going to be way off, but here's what I think. I think the Patriots know that Jared Stidham's their quarterback next year, regardless of what happens with Cam this year. And then Cam okay. knows that too. And I think they know they've got something in Stidham that they needed another year to season him to get him really up to speed and ready to go. Kind of like a Patrick Mahomes situation where in practice, everyone's like, oh my gosh, this kid can play now and we're really excited about it. And I think this team is wanting to avoid a quarterback controversy if Stidham goes out and sets the world on fire. Okay, And then Cam comes back, and they've already given a year to Cam. This is your year, Cam. Come here and play for a year for us. Give us everything for one year, and then go and cash in. I mean, Cam has been pretty honest. honest. It's like, it's a business trip. His family hasn't moved there. Like, he has yep. no plans of staying long-term. And because of that, he has to know that. Like, he, he hasn't said, like, well, maybe I'm the quarterback in the next year, and if I play well enough, give me a contract. It's like, Sidham's the the guy. So I think that's why they're either A, protecting him, not wanting to get hurt, or B, not wanting to cause a quarterback controversy. Okay, so you think Stenham's not going to play in this game, even if Cam, if Cam is out? I think they're going to play Hoyer. I, I, I think that they're going to be stubborn about this, and I think okay. gonna, until he struggles, until he sucks, in which he probably will— I think that they will then turn around and go to Stidham in, in an emergency if they have to. But I think it's their preference to play Hoyer. And with that, let's say there is no Cam— Let's say they do go with Hoyer, and maybe we find out about it before mm-hmm. time locks. There's no Stephon Gilmore in this game because right. he's on COVID. And there's probably not going to be Locke, so you're dealing with Brett Rippon. I, I get it. but He didn't look you, that bad till the second half. Would you take ten and a half? Ten and a half? Yeah, I would. Yeah, because that was my first instinct yep. was it's I heavy. might take the Broncos here. What if it's Stidham, though? You don't like it? If it's Stidham, I'm a little more concerned because I think the kid can play, but Without Gilmore, I think you're gonna. I think Judy could go off, right? And so I think there's the potential to have a big game for the wide receivers against the Patriots defense. And let's be frank, the Patriots always put up a huge fight against the Chiefs because they spend in you know three weeks prepping for that game, and then the Broncos don't get the same attention. And you're expecting to run the ball. I think Damian Harris is going to be an absolute monster. So I, I think he had 100 yards. It was the first game the Patriots lost. It was they're now 50 and two in their last 52 games when they have a, ru- a rusher for, go for, for 100 or more yards. So I, I, that, it's really rare for them to have a 100-yard rusher and lose. So I think they're going to run the ball a lot with, with Harrods, and that shrinks the game, and that could factor into a 10-point victory, and we win on a hook. So yeah. I, I, I don't mind the 10.5 there. I feel that that's, that's a pretty heavy number. Yeah, I might be willing to do that one. Okay, let's. I think there's only one game that we haven't talked about, and that is the... Saints laying eight and a half to the Chargers. So this is a, I I don't like this number. All right. Yeah. But Justin Herbert getting named the starting quarterback for the Chargers for the rest of the year, I think is is a pretty significant rallying cry as they head to New Orleans because it's his guy. It's his job. It's his team. There's no more looking over your shoulder and you get to go and build that rapport and that relationship with the, with with your teammates and your Mike Williams and say, Hey, this is guys, Hunter Henry. This is who we're going to go. And this is our guy now. And I don't like this Saints offense. Eight and a half is pretty heavy. If I don't like the game, but if I had to bet it, I'd take the Chargers. Wow. Yeah, I don't like it. It's a stay away for me. I, I get it. I You're making good points. I don't want to, you don't want to bet really on Kirk Cousins in primetime. I don't really want to bet against Drew Brees in primetime either, although I know, I know it wasn't a good performance. 
couple weeks ago. Okay, so here's what we're looking at, Matt. We got one game that we're both like, yep, we're good on, and that's the Colts laying one and a half to the Browns. Uh, I think we should probably write in the Steelers laying seven and a half to the Eagles because I do like that one. So I'll put that one in in pen. After that, we've got a bunch of sort of questionable ones. And I guess what we're going to do here is we'll maybe we'll just say that we'll wait it and we'll tweet it out because again, Dan Harris, 80 sports talk, Matt, here are the ones that are under consideration. The Broncos getting 10 and a half from the Patriots, which is heavily under consideration if Cam is out, especially, and then we'll figure that out. The Washington football team getting seven and a half from the Rams. If Chase Young plays, we also kind of lean that way. The Bengals getting 13 and a half from the Ravens, which I feel sick about, but I am starting to lean that way. (laughs) And the Panthers uh, getting two and a half from the Falcons, which we both agree is a public play. And I'm just more on the, I'm okay to take a public play this year because, yeah. Oh yeah. So if you're good with that one, I put it in. Okay, it, take it. I mean, I'm okay. Right. I'm okay with it. I mean, again, it, it's it. I was always arguing with friends of mine who like the Falcons and have been. I have one friend in particular that really is a sharp guy who loves the Falcons for whatever reason. He thinks that they just get tons of value because everybody thinks they stink. But I think I think they stink. <laughs> so it's like yeah. it's like great. You could have all the value you want on the line and the numbers, but I think I just think the Falcons stink. So, I, and they're so banged up. So I think those three, the Steelers laying seven and a half to the Eagles, the Colts getting one and a half, laying one and a half to the Browns, and the Panthers getting two and a half from the Falcons just are pretty real, much in. But real quick yeah. for, for the record, I have bet against the Panthers the last two weeks and lost. Yep. If I bet, we bet on them and they lose this week, Out. they become my new Texans. That's fine. I'll take that. I'll take <laughs> that. Because I, no I, I don't have a good feel for yeah. them either. I want no I part of them the rest of the year. They are 86th. We're not dealing with the Panthers anymore. <laughs> I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. <laughs> about it. All right. That's it for today. And Matt mentioned that he hosts the Daily Juice podcast, which I said in the beginning too. That is a great podcast. And I really enjoy it. It's every morning when you wake up, Matt sort of, and his little community, which he's got now. If you go on Twitter, you can see a hashtag. You can see everything. They go through the best bets of the day. It's a really good listen. Also, again, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on Sunday mornings. Matt does a full show breaking down the slate and giving prop bets. I always give him a couple as well. In addition to what he's been doing, he's been really successful. So go check it out. You did uh, pretty we, good too, by the way. You did, thanks. That, not, thanks. Me. I mean, I, it's part. It's like my job is to project players for fantasy. Because so. I mean, you gave me. I I I messaged you about the one of the props for for the under on Ezekiel Elliott that I thought yeah. was accurate, and you were you yeah. nailed it. I mean, I said yeah. I asked. It was 85 and a half. You said 73. I think he ran for 55. Yeah, so, yeah, no, I, I did have that one. It always makes me nervous going against Zeke. But yeah, I have. So I will give Matt some as I usually do on Sunday nights, on Saturday nights, and he can relate to the audience. But definitely check it out, youtube.com slash bettingpros. Subscribe. You'll see it every live stream every Sunday morning, Eastern time at 11. In the meantime, we are going to put in our picks as we'll wait, and I'll tweet them out when we make our final decisions, usually on Saturday night. And we will talk to you next week doing the same thing for week six. 